Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you so much for deciding to make us a part of your day. We have a very exciting show lined up here for you. We're talking Tulsi Gabbard suing some people, some money that flew out the back of a truck, and uh, some toxic masculinity campaigns that may have backfired. It's a uh, lovely. Sorry, you had I, to wait. I had to till the very beginning. You you had all this it. free time. I felt it. Had all this free time. Well, I'm sorry. It's, Everyone's listening. They don't want to hear that. Well, I okay. So last time I, I was here, I had the Taco Bell, and I I was like, you know what? It's gonna be. I haven't had Taco Bell in a long time. It blew my asshole out. <laughs> but it was probably delicious. It was delicious, but like the, the Taco the, Bell hits a spot, man. Yeah, and then it blew out my spot. Like it was ridiculous. And then I was like, all right, I'm gonna try this Wawa brisket sandwich real quick. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's uh, it's pretty good. I had, to, I had to show appreciation to the to the lady chef back there. To the Wawas. To the Wawas. To the Wawas <laughs> and the women that make it the Wawas tick. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the brisket sandwiches, ladies. Yes, thank you that. so much. So it's Yanis and I today. Stephen may in fact be coming, or he might not. We don't know. We don't know what's going on, but the front door's unlocked, so somebody's probably coming through there. Yeah. But Kate, we'll sit him down and we'll add him on the mic. It doesn't yeah, matter who yeah. it is. We'll Kate does what talk. He wants, man. We'll say talk about it. So we'll try and get to the boring stuff first, and then we'll get to hopefully to the more exciting stuff when... Uh, That's how you hook them. When, when Stephen shows up. All right, so let's talk about Tulsi Gabbard suing Google for $50 million. You had a very exciting take on this, Yanis. Very exciting in that- Lay it on me. I don't think it's an issue. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, okay, so, so here's my thing. Yes, uh, as we said, there's going to be collateral damage in you know Google and YouTube and all the- and well, Google, YouTube is Google. And all these yeah. companies' um, efforts to try to- make sure everyone's playing by the rules and make sure there's nothing that's happening. Right. However, be, it's kind of a non-issue because of the fact that once she became the most searched candidate out there with the least amount of information, her, her campaign or the, the, her ads were blocked. Yeah. Right. Now, as soon as they figured out the error, her account was reinstated, reinstated immediately. So for me, it's really hard for me to think that's an issue because of the fact that they corrected that the mistake. still kicking. It's still kicking. God, <laughs> it's still kicking. But no. What did you get on it? How'd you customize the sandwich? I got, I got. What did you do? Did you say extra meat and cheese? No, man. I'm, All right. No, All right. I got some cheddar. Okay. I got some barbecue sauce. Was that the suggested cheese? That was a suggested cheese. I love me some cheddar, though. All right. It's a good cheese. It's I was a, just wondering what Wawa suggested we put on these brisket sandwiches. Yeah, pickles. They should have probably put, like, I feel they should put a little bit more barbecue sauce on there. It was a little bit. That's probably a cultural thing, that's, but continue. That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> you raggedy bitch. <laughs> but no, but, but I feel like as if, like, the issue was corrected. If anything, they should just say, all right, you you know you lost this much you know in ad revenue. Here's that much back. Here's a little bit extra, and that's all she's suing for. Right, but is 50, the fifty million? But fifty million dollars. She ain't spent that much on the on the temporary lapse 
that's a lot of money, them clicks in that ad revenue, though, in the right. first 24 hours following that debate. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. So where do you stand right now? Because there's been a couple of more debates. Uh-huh. Where do you stand right now as far as uh, the Democrats are concerned? With Who do you think <clears throat> the front runner is? Who's your personal favorite? Anybody that's fallen back, anybody that's jumped ahead, what lay, lay it out for us, Yanis? Well, I mean, all the people that we thought were going to be like the darlings of the uh, debates: your Joe Bidens, your Beto O'Rourke's, the oh, furry gosh. himself. You know, all these guys. We thought <laughs> we thought that they were going to be going to have a better showing, but I mean, it's kind of been some of like the uh, Marion Williamson. Yeah, I mean, it's been some of those people, you know, and and it's it's been pretty interesting that. You know, Tulsi Gabbard is, I, I think she's playing a very, very interesting game in that she's trying to, to probably grab as the former soldier, you know, as somebody of, you know, of color. She's trying to, she, she catches a lot of, you know, of different things into, into one package, you know. So I think being somebody who is, you know, a former military, somebody who is, you know, you know, all these things in one woman, color, whatever, it, it, it definitely seems to be, um, you know, she looks like she somebody. looked good in that white pantsuit too. Oh, oh she did. Looking, she like was a, a glowing, a Labor Day white party right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, it was. Uh, but no, it, it was good. And I, you know, I'm. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> I'm not really a. Prog- I'm not a progressive, but I do know that I'm pretty sure I'll be voting Democrat this time around. Wow. Uh, definitely won't be doing the. Uh, the libertarian thing again. Is. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I think my own parents would firebomb my house <laughs> if I did that. They're like, so is this what you wanted? This Mr. Protest vote? Is, is this what you want to do? <laughs> so is Johnson yeah. not running again? I, I honestly couldn't tell you because I don't get shit. <laughs> All I know is there are a lot of friends of mine who either didn't vote or who voted Johnson or whatever else idiot people that we voted for uh, in the last election will be uh, definitely correcting that this time around. So who is your front runner then right now? Oh, um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, um, I think uh, Elizabeth Warren kind of presents an interesting case um, as well. Again, more along the lines of the, you know, the progressives, but I kind of, I, I just think the Democrats in general just need to stop with the overly progressive agenda right now. It's all about winning. Well, here's what's crazy. So I think anyone with a brain thinks it's an overly progressive agenda. The problem is, and I bet I can't find this as quickly as I want, but I know that I downloaded it. Um, was that on Twitter? It was on Twitter. Anyways, I found a uh, political compass. All right, it says U.S. presidential candidates 2020. I want you to just look at this, Okay. And tell me if there's anything interesting. According to that compass, uh, what do they classify Bernie Sanders as? What? <laughs> exactly. As a libertarian. Well, and close to the center, I might add. What is happening here? This is what I think a lot of people the feel fuck? the political compass and landscape is, where Bernie Sanders is a centrist. And I'm like, this is crazy. Wow. You know, this is crazy. And then, like, they have, you saw how far right they had some of these, uh, you know, Andrew Yang and uh, Kamala Harris. Right? Klobuchar. 
and Boudia G G G G G whatever his name I is. I love him. That's honestly like I feel like as if I I hope he gets. It. I love Boudiaj. I do. I, I don't know. I like him. I I think I think again he's somebody who like who checks a lot of boxes. I mean, he's got the the gay vote. He's got the Peter Pan lookalike vote. He's got, <laughs> but no, he's, I mean, he's, he's brilliant. I think he, you know, he's had a good record as a mayor, reasonably good, you know, a few little splotches here and there, but I do think that, I think he would, he would make a, a very good president, despite the fact that he is only a few years younger, older than me. Ugh. Older than you? Yeah, he's what, 30? You can run for president, can't you? I can't. I'm a damn dirty immigrant. You know this. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's too bad. I know, right? I'd love it. Love it. That's awful. Sorry, I'm texting. Steven texted me and asked for my address. Yeah. He's only been here like a hundred times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he must be in some sort of way. Yeah. We're probably going to get a good show today. <laughs> if he needs the address, that's always a good... Uh, if he comes in pouring in sweat, we know the story's going to be amazing. <laughs> I just wanted to go off about his day. That'll be great. All right, so enough about Tulsi Gabbard and right. the non-issue and the Democrats. Right. We're going to get to something fun here. So like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, $175,000 right. flew out the back of an armored truck on the uh, freeway. Okay. Only $6,000 of it has been returned. <laughs> okay. So I, I, I want to know, how do you feel about this? I feel like, uh, yeah. That's that's about right. <laughs> and that and there's this one dude apparently who had two thousand dollars that I saw on the news. Uh and he had uh he was like, you know, I had two thousand dollars sitting there on my nightstand and I just didn't feel right about it, so I just thought thought I'd give it back. And I was like, first of all, dude, you know you took like seven thousand yeah. dollars. Right? <laughs> and you returned to come on, bro. But even he's like, Yes, yeah, it's good karma coming my way. And I was like, nah, bro. And so like I guess there's Good sitting- Karma's never paid the rent. Right. It it, it, it never has. It never has. Um but I'll tell you what happened. I've seen look, I've seen people that I respect a lot on uh different social media platforms, people that I know in real life, uh that I, I respect their opinions a lot. And a lot of I, I was surprised at how many of them were just flabbergasted that this happened. Yeah. I think in two ways. One, I was I was interested that they thought it was uh that it wasn't okay. And two, that uh, they were so surprised that people would do it in the first place. They would pull I think, over to to get free money. Yeah, that's you know they're like, oh my gosh, what kind of world? What kind of world do we live in? A broke one. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I got student loans, I, bitch. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I don't know. I was kind of I was kind of taken aback by that, and of course, you know, the money was insured, but I, I don't know, like, right? Exactly. Like, I don't know. It's still. I guess it's it's stealing is wrong, but how about locking locking the door? door <laughs> is that any less wrong? You know, like I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I the re- Lord works in mysterious ways. I remember my first week on the podcast. You've given it multiple times for um, the microphone only working if I speak into it. Yeah, armored trucks only work if you use the f-ing <laughs> armor. <laughs> And you lock the goddamn door. It's like leaving, uh, yeah. It's just like leaving your front door unlocked. I, I feel I feel like this is a Panic at the Disco song. 
I chime with the haven't you people ever heard of? Oh, closing the damn door. No, I thought you were, we were gonna write a new one based oh, no. on this. <laughs> no, armored no. truck doors never closed. <laughs> Money's falling out all over the road. People pulling over, ticking it fast. They're not gonna return that cash. Oh, lock the back door. Lock it really tight. I don't know. Whoa. I don't know. There's a lot of. Oh, whoa. There's a lot of. You know, that's why I didn't like. Um, gosh, what was that other one with the guy that's the actor? 30 Seconds to Mars. Oh, yeah. Jared Leto. A lot of their songs are very much like people singing them, like crowds singing them. Right. I don't like that. You don't, you don't like the, the, the stadium band? Anything that reminds me of a community or a congregation, I just say, bleh. Anyways, so, back so, to the money. So even though we were just jamming to "Man, I Feel Like a Woman," you, I have you know, no, I have no. There's you, no, but there's it, no crowd. But it slaps. There's oh, no, uh, uh, you're gonna tell me that in 1996, but in what, the recording, okay, there's okay. not a group of people singing. Oh, it's just oh, Shania okay. and her backgrounds. Where just, if you listen to those 30 seconds of Mars, they have like recorded, you know, all these people. Well, I'm like, no, <laughs> no. This is not what I signed up for. This is not what I signed anyway, up so for. Anyway, so back to the money. So True. I have a question for you. What up? Would you get the money? Uh, Yeah. But here's my thing. Is it different than finding a wallet with money in it if you just find money? Um. Okay. So I think finding a wallet with money, you know who it belongs to, you know all these things, whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> you can give it back to the person. I have done that many, many times. Now, three or four. <laughs> in my lifetime, I don't find if you've taken it out of their pocket, it doesn't count. Yet. <laughs> again, once that's again, racist. Cultural differences aside, <laughs> some respect on my culture. <laughs> some bitch. He's like, I've returned like twenty wallets. Like, what? <laughs> Here you go, He's sir. Like, Reward, uh, please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a lot of wallets, Yannis. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, if I've ever found one, I've always given it back. Whatever. Now, in a situation. I think it's in a situation like this one, I think it's hard for people to feel bad for a corporation that's insured, especially when that insured corporation is an armored f-ing truck company that didn't lock the door and this money flew out on the side of the road. Like, and, not, and not only that, but like, okay, so um, Atlanta Police Department was talking about like, you know, they took a, um, a video of, you know, people pulled over. And if you were. I, I didn't want to talk about where this took place. Okay. Because I actually did feel like that was a little. <laughs> Yeah. Come on! Now. I didn't feel good talking about the location, but you've said it. Okay, I've said it. So Atlanta PD, this is on I two eighty five in Atlanta. Hey, dude, when I lived in Atlanta, I used to call Marta moving Africans rapidly through Atlanta. Oh, so, oh my god! So, and everyone else did. It's it's one of those. Things. Oh well, if everyone's doing it, it's of fine. That's, exactly like that's stealing money on the side of the road. That's the message from Snap Crackle Podcast. <laughs> if a lot of people are doing it, it's okay. Exactly. No, and but, that's why we have Nazis and gonorrhea. <laughs> Very true. Now, uh, okay, so for me, in that situation, I mean, I can't see how people who may or may not have been going through some financial turmoil, whatever, because a lot of the cars that were pulled over weren't Bentleys and stuff like that. It was regular people, right? People people with bills and things like that. So if a Mercedes is pulled over and getting money, you have more problem with that. But if a Kia Soul pulls up, you're like, you know what? If if John Morgan pulls over to to do that, I have a problem with it. If you know somebody, well, he's for the people. He is for the people, but he is not of the people. That's mm. different. <laughs> but no, but but as as far as I'm concerned, like the I 
I have no problem with it, but I feel like people like the Atlanta police department threatening, you know, uh, jail time for people who didn't return the money. If like, if they recognize you or your plate in the, like in the video to me, that's just like, I feel like how, like, how do you even, how can you even justify people are bent over in all sorts of awkward, unflattering positions. We're going to recognize them by their butthole. Like, I mean, (laughs) Google can do a lot of things. All right. They They can can do a lot of things. They can. I don't think they have like sphincter recognition yet. (laughs) You'd be surprised. What do you think those screening things are at the airport? Hey, I don't know. You know, I know intimately, (laughs) but no, I just, honestly, I, is this an assault butthole, sir? (laughs) After Taco Bell, it is Billy. Get your hands hands off me <laughs> again that's how i talk I love that. <laughs> put some respect on my white name man some bitch. <laughs> but no man it's i don't know i i, I so really you don't have a problem with it shit, you man. think it's a victimless crime therefore it's not a crime i feel like it's a mistake that was a windfall for some people well here's a question if the mistake were to happen to a normal person let's say you don't strap something to the top of your car like you should, or you know something does fall out of your car. You yeah. do lose something, and it's not a wallet. There's no identification. It's just there. Right. What you know? What expectation is there that those things will be returned to you? There's there's none. I've had my car broken into. I've left my wallet or phone somewhere or whatever, and have it like so. It's like so for me. I know if it can happen to me as a regular person, like why can it happen to a company? Like why is it any different? You know, it's just like. I think I feel like if a company lost money on the side of the road, that is just charge it to the game. Be done. Like that's that's it. You're insured. I'm not insured for my phone like that, and it's co- it's gonna cost me like two hundred something dollars to replace yeah. it. You know, so it's like it's it's I don't know. For me, like they like they won't feel that at all. So I don't know. For me, it's just like I feel like if it can happen to the individual, it can happen to the to the corporation, and I really. I, again, this is a non-issue. I don't non-issue. really care. I don't really care. You. Dude, all these people Look who are- Look at you with non-issues. Dude, all these people who whose lives are now made a little bit better because of that, like, I mean, why Well, not? I- Come on now. Okay, I don't think giving people uh, money or access to think money- Think all the strippers that are yeah. now t- able to take care of their, 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 I, their, their adorable, say, like, plucky children. I don't think the issue was access to money for a lot of people who are struggling. I don't think that's the issue. Speaking of struggling, Daddy Shark has just entered the studio. (laughs) A wild Steven has just appeared. (laughs) What's going on? Dude, sorry, I didn't even see your text because I put my phone on like... I gapped out. No, it's fine. You're fine, man. You're good. And I love what you've done with the mustache. Thank you. The glasses are on point. Like He's putting all his firearms brother? on the table, so we know it's going to be a good show. <laughs> Dude, tell us what happened. We were talking. No, 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 no. They're at your knee. Oh, You get the nice ones. And you don't even have to wear them if you don't want to. I know it stresses you out a little bit. It, it's, it's a little uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like a sensory thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good, dude. A You're good. touch of the tism there. Yeah, a little touch yeah. of the tism. <laughs> Uh, so so what are we what are we talking about? Oh, we're talking about all sorts of stuff, but we were at the um, only six thousand dollars of the hundred and seventy five thousand that uh, flew out the back of an armored truck was returned. Nice. And of course Yanis said, uh, good luck, that's the ATL. Yeah. That was his <laughs> Sounds like a, a freedom dividend. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can we count this towards reparations? I, I mean it's a very small what drop part of the of Atlanta, not if it's Alpharetta. <laughs> it's well he he said 
He's like, well, if it's a nice car that was pulling over to get it, I have a problem. But if it was really? a, but if it no. was a cardboard cutout of a car, oh, okay, you know, if it, if it was Flintstone powered, then I don't have a problem with them getting if it was some a money. Suzuki Swift, I would have a real problem. With it. No, I, I mean, I really a Mitsubishi Montero. Oh, yeah. hey, first of all, I wanted Montero Sport real bad in high school. I thought that was they a, looked amazing. They back were then, so hard. But bro. They rolled like. <laughs> but like, if you're in a WRX, just no. <laughs> you will die. I just imagine you have gatekeepers set up on the side of the road. Like, yeah, you can get something. No, you, sir, pale face, get back in your car. What's your credit score? Get out of here. Oh, He's like, man. his Toyota Corolla is on three wheels and a cinder block. They're like, get back in it, Whitey. <laughs> I, uh, I, man, that's so funny. I didn't know when this would come up, but this is, of course, when it's going to come up. So I had this ride and I was in, uh, wait, tell people. You you do I drive ride for sharing a major ride sharing yeah, 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 yeah. company exactly there you and, go and uh, I I was giving a ride in a nefarious neighborhood known as Pine Hills and actually I go it's there known all as Crime the Hills time. it's known <laughs> as Crime Hills but like I've been there before it's like I never have a problem there I never in my whole life I've never okay. had a problem with it down with the brown right it's 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 no problem if you don't make it a problem it's no problem right. but this this lady uh, I was talking to her. And we started talking about the police, and I just simply acknowledged, you know, I know that because of how I appear, if I get pulled over and, or if I have any interaction with law enforcement, it's more likely to go my way statistically. And she was just like, I am so relieved to hear you acknowledge your white privilege. And I didn't. Th- it made me think, though. I was like, that's not what I was intending to do. <laughs> but I guess you're right. Am I more woke now? <laughs> I don't know. It was just a moment, though, where, like, you know, Easily, her and I, depending on what we were discussing, could have found ourselves entangled in lots of strife, but it went the other way, and it just felt like a, a blessed moment. It was, yeah. it was nice. That's nice. Awesome, man. He's like, and after it's that, good. I talked about how we should legalize prostitution, and she really agreed with that one, and uh, you know, the rest I don't feel comfortable saying. <laughs> no, she, she, she asked me to put my windows down, because she works in AC all day, which was nice. I get tired of the, the AC blowing on my face all night, you know? So... It was it was a good experience. The best ride of the night was in Pine Hills. So when's your funny. when's your when's your next date? When's our next date? <laughs> MLK Day. <laughs> oh my That's God. a long time away, bro. That's oh. a long time. Oh. Do you have any other good uh, ride stories? I bet you you've seen some interesting. I mean, people. I do. Uh, I would love I'm to just do to like think. I, I want to do a ride along, like you're supposed to do with the cops, but I want to do it with you. You do, honestly. And I just want to. <laughs> inter- I do. I just want to interview people and just like record stuff and be like, oh my gosh. I picked up what I'm pretty pretty sure are like uh, like super far right wing, smoking hot Brazilian supermodel looking women. I picked them up from Cowboys the other night. They hardly spoke any English. God, they were so fine. <laughs> Too fine. He's like, they, uh, they gave me a three star. I gave them a five star. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't let them give me that AIDS. brown star. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. <laughs> you ever had ass ate by a fat American lady? <laughs> <laughs> I'm clearly not starving. I know that's what's a, up. <laughs> please tell me you have a bumper sticker that says that. <laughs> I wish. I'm too chicken shit. <laughs> Is that, oh that, my is that that dude, whatever, and uh, was it driving through the panhandle, and he had that uh, that um, that that sticker on his window that said "I eat ass," and, and he, he got pulled yeah. over, got pulled and over. ticketed. Yeah. yeah, 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 ticketed. Yeah. yeah, I had to explain it to my kids. Like, okay, I eat donkey and? meat. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
I don't. Yeah, that's so. Uh, who cares? Just say whatever. Yeah, they're, they're they'll if they're old enough to ask, they're old enough to get an answer. There's the most woke parenting advice <laughs> you can ever get. Well, they can speaking ask, they get of an woke parenting advice, we need to talk about. Um, Here's woke parenting for you. So Mario Lopez had made some comments about uh, raising a transgendered child. Pretty based. He he said, and I quote, that it's dangerous, right? He said that it's dangerous to allow a child as young as three to decide their sex and then to move forward from there. He thinks that that's, that's an issue. He said it was dangerous. Well, he was obviously attacked for being such a bigot. And he has since apologized. Pre-ableist statement. So I want to know what you guys think about this. First of all, about what his statement was. Like, did he say anything wrong? And then secondly, we can get into the larger discussion, which is what's actually going on. Oh, go for it, man. Okay. Uh, Take it. If you're going to be Daddy Shark, you got to jump in. Mario, my my boy Mario, did nothing wrong. He's 100% correct. It's obviously inappropriate to lend credence to the opinions of a three-year-old when it comes to something such as their gender that they're going to be stuck with for the rest of their life. It's not your job to placate them and to pander to their feels. They're three. Put on your big boy pants and parent your children and assist them with making these decisions. Just real quick, can we not use gendered language uh, when discussing this? Your large human (laughs) pantaloons. (laughs) Thank you, good sir. Thank Uh, you. So so here's my thing, is that like I think that it was a mistake, first and foremost, to go on a show of somebody that you know to be politically controversial. Mm. You are a... Like, for me, like, I don't give a what Mario Lopez, a.k.a. A.C. Slater, thinks about <laughs> transgender issues, all right? If I want to know about goddamn Jerry Cole, Jerry Cole, <laughs> say, I'll ask He dressed like a woman all through high school. He should have an opinion. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I'll, I'll ask A.C. Slater. However, like, first of all, like, he, 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 just, he just got... He just got a new deal with Access Hollywood or whatever. And it's like, why do you... Like, okay, why are you going to put yourself in a position where people can... Take money out of the you know out of the pockets and food out of the mouths of your cisgender kids. Like I'm sorry, like cisgender, <laughs> right? That's 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 my thing. First of all, I think I think it's a it's a it's an idiot move on his part to go on Candace Owens' show to say these things. First of all, second of all, I slightly agree with him, but for me, the issue I don't like. Obviously, like you could have whatever you know, like whatever issues you, you or whatever feelings you have about transgender kids, whatever. Or, or people who support the transgender kids and how they do that. But what I found problematic wasn't what he said, because I think he, he, in, I think he initially let off with like good intentions with what he had said. But then when he ended it, it was with like, we won't be hanging out with those, with those people. That's what I think was problematic and controversial. And I feel like as if like you can, like, even if it's not how you raise your kids, like you can, like, why are you going to teach your kids to to look down on somebody because they have a different upbringing or whatever, you know, like for me, that was a bigger problem. And then even on the, you know, further on the interview, he says, you said something that's more problematic, which was that about like, you know, about the me too movement and some of that is like dangerous online because people lie and some of those people are women. And I feel like as if like, that's again, I don't get about what AC Slater thinks about, you know, the me too movement. I don't, I don't, you are a talking head. You are a pundit. Like, just shut up. Tell me about Taylor Swift's new ex-boyfriend and her new whatever. And I'm, you know, and I'm cool, but like, don't like, I'm so, I'm just sorry. Just like, just don't like you're, you're relax. That's what I, that's, that's my thought on that. 
That's I think point. I think it's sad that him saying that we should learn all the facts before we make a decision on any allegations brought up by anybody and saying that it's dangerous for three-year-olds to dictate what sex they are is news at all. Yeah. I, I, I just think I, it's, it's silly, but, you know, whatever. I think it's crazy. Yeah, and uh, to expound upon what you said about teaching your kids, I'll teach my kids to be kind, but I'm also going to teach them that it's okay to have freedom of association. True, yeah. But you're right. You shouldn't make an effort to denigrate other human beings in front of your kids. You're right. right. I agree with that. Right. That's that's <laughs> a good. Attitude. I'm not going to take them to the loop. You're thing. right. But I'm, <laughs> I'm also going to teach them like, oh, you know, Jenny wants you to go spend the night over there, but you're not comfortable there. You don't have to go. Right. Exactly. Want, you know. I'm, exactly. Exactly. But you can do it without being malicious. That exactly. Is a good point. Exactly. I mean, my ex girlfriend's parents, you know, were you're very much like, yeah take people as they are, but then she started dating a black guy. So it was like, Ooh, I mean, not, not everyone just keep them out of my family tree. If you don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, yeah, trust me. I, I I went through that in the late eighties with my oldest sister. Yeah. It's tough, man. Yeah. In St. Cloud. Yeah, of course. Of course. (laughs) So how many, how many times does that happen to you? Um, at least 10 times. Yeah, I mean, and it's and how does it how does it come up? Does it come up from the person that like do they do they distill that information to you sometimes, or is it like from the from the horse's mouth? Well, I mean, in college, it was it was a few it was a few things because obviously everyone was separate from their family, you know. They're yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In this yeah. thing, so you know, one of the situations that I had was there was this girl that was saying this girl Southern girl from Texas that I'd that I'd been dating for a bit, um, and she was just like, "Oh, you can take the girl out of Texas, but you can't take Texas out of the girl." And she's like, oh, "You're you're a gentleman." And she didn't know. have a noose in her hands when she was no, saying that. No, she did not. She? No, no. And she and she, I think I think she was conflicted because of the fact that I think that I was legitimately the first like n- decent guy that she dated um, in Tallahassee while she was there. And obviously, well, like, you were in Tallahassee. Well, yeah, that's not Tal- saying. Much, yeah, 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 no, like, yeah. That's being like the smartest kid in special ed. Like, you're in- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like everybody's out trying to. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't yeah. date rape me and he remembered my name. Yes, basically. He's my dream guy. It's like literally the home of freaking, uh, what's that serial killer? Ted Bundy? Ted Bundy. Well, I mean, it's not, not the, home. the home. But that's where he got fucked up. Yeah, it is. It is. That's then, where everybody goes to get fucked <laughs> up. Been there. Did for four years. I'll be there in a few OG, weeks. OJ Simpson's son was there. Yeah, apparently. It's just a hotbed for. It's a hotbed. Dangerous people. But anyways, also continue. Like almost 70% females. Tell, tell so. us about the Texas girl. Yeah, so, so I mean, so there was that, you know, and we ended because of that. And even though we still kind of had like our, you know, our, our trysts, you know, as you'd say, you know, from Ooh. time to time, it was just, it just, it just ended up being one of those things where it just became strain. It's like, why do you want this if you can't be together? And then there was another situation where there's another girl. I was talking to this girl at the bar. We were going back to my fraternity house and we all went upstairs to where everybody was like post party drinking. You know, you, you leave pop bellies in Tallahassee, you walk back to the frat house, you drink some more, you smash. That's just how, that's how that goes. So I'm sitting here talking to this girl that, I had been, you know, whatever, flirting with that all night, whatever. And all of a sudden, I started hearing, like, racial slurs thrown my way, right? And this girl's like, This oh. is at the bar? No, this is at my fraternity house, right? What? This is at my fraternity house, right? So there's this girl who's, you know, I don't know where she is from. 1860s Mississippi. I don't know where she's from. <laughs> Just teleported her from the past because <laughs> there's no way she should have been that. She's incensed. from where? She's from whenever they just purchased Louisiana. <laughs> exactly, like that time. <laughs> I do declare, what is this N word doing in my face? Oh no, my god! So gosh. I'm talking. No, so no, legit. So I'm talking to this girl, 
And, uh, and so we're just literally just like chilling. I'm just being my normal goofy self, you know, whatever, self-deprecating. That's my game. You know, I'm like, oh, whatever, 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 you know. Whatever. But not far enough for the racial slur. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. You're not like shining in your shoes or nothing. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not shucking and jiving and doing no dances and trying to get in the phone numbers. Not like no. crib walking. No, no, no. Right, I'm, I'm not trying to. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, so, so one of my, my fraternity brothers, his name is Logan, and he is he was our, like, designated like Southern gentleman. We love this guy. He's going to be president someday. Like he's awesome. Right. Um, he was talking to that girl and then she starts saying, well, he's going to F her with his dick and all these things. Like, and was, why did you say that? <laughs> you can beep it. It's cool. He can say it. It's cool. Right. So, so, so that's why if I'm friends like with him, we it, can say if, cracker and he's got to say crack, crack up, crack up. Right. Yes. That hard R. Hard R. If I'm friends with him for another year, if I'm friends with him for another year, I get to say it. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. That's this, the rule. That's like what this is for. He's, he's got that's his what car. this is for. Right. So, so we're sitting here, and she's like, just this girl is just on another level. So I'm like, Going Logan, off. get your girl out of my house. So she's like downstairs. She's saying more things, and she says some things that I dare not repeat. Holy right? crap. So, and this is not my proudest moment. So I remember I, like, I'm at the top of the stairs, and she's at the bottom being dragged out by my, my brother. Keep the statue of limitations in mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I didn't. Hit, I, I didn't hit or anything. Okay, but I, but I grabbed this light, like I just with this this uh, this sconce light, like on the wall. And I just like instinctively just grabbed it and I just yanked it out of the wall and I just threw it in her general direction. That's awesome. And that was like. Honestly, it was, it didn't hit her or anything. She was fine, whatever. We'll get her side next week. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch almost got sconced. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a t-shirt. I sconced the bitch. <laughs> But no, but no. So we, so, and, and honestly, like that was probably the, the, that was one of the worst situations I've ever been in racially. That's the, that's the only time I've ever really felt less than human was in a situation where I was just legitimately being an, believe it or not, an honorable dude trying to show a young lady a good time, not in a, in a weird, creepy kind of way or whatever. And I was being told that like, just because of how I looked, I wasn't. You know, yeah, there's, something, there's something inherently wrong with it, you know, and it's like, oh, I think if I was, you know, even a, an uggo, you know, I could understand that. Like, good girl, you can do better than that. You but no, I was, you know, that was the that was the only time that I ever felt like less than a person. <laughs> Fair. Jeez Louise. Yeah, but you know, that's happened at least 10 times in my life. And I'm sure it won't be the last You time. throwing things? No, no, no. Uh, people throwing racial slurs at me. Oh, uh, I Because of my, my dating. Uh people of different races but wait so has it ever it's never been a problem on your side has it no my grandmother is from scotland i know because you told me that story yeah some of your extended family though i remember now you were saying they're weird about it for whatever reason one cousin one cousin one cousin cousin said some shit i was like do you know do you not know where you come from like (laughs) my grandparents have been married for like 72 years on september 2nd he checked his watch when he gave us that yeah by the way it's not an actual watch Uh, it actually just has his parents uh yeah or his grandparents uh anniversary on it he just checked it september (laughs) September September 11th is their 72nd anniversary, and a, I mean, a, a date which will live in infamy. In, infamy, never forget your grandparents' anniversary. And <laughs> how seriously un- unrelated? How annoying are the never forgets? Like for, <laughs> like, are we still on Thermopylae? Like, give me a fucking break. Like, y'all Vesuvius. forgot so much. 
shut up. Like, <laughs> well, I think you can. Like, what was it? Is a great quote. I think it was from Orange Is the New Black. But I can't remember. And the lady says she's like, I'm, I, she's like, I never forget the Alamo, but I still eat Mexican food. You know, like that's my role. Right. I never forget, that. but you know, you can still enjoy the culture. Yeah. yeah. Just don't eat too much of it, guys, because it will it will blow your ass up. Just FYI. Oh, it's true. <laughs> I, I have a molten rim at this point. <laughs> oh. uh, just constant hobbing arrows piping through that bad boy. <laughs> I have to do a ride along with you, please. I just want to interview. I have a perfect rating too. That's what's crazy though. <laughs> I have a perfect five. I don't know how this happened. Like, like I don't know. I just say whatever I feel like. Like I just literally say whatever. Well, like, he'll, he'll, he'll find me. He'll I would love me. to ride along, and, and I just find out that he just goes around and he's like, I just tells want, tells everybody he's sorry for what his ancestors did. Uh, <laughs> he just is this total just, yeah, woke. Uh, I just you know, I just want to be known as like some kind of a. Uh, a folk legend, like Sport a Central that. Florida like myth. The, like there was Paul Bunyan, and then there's you. <laughs> I'll be Paul Bal, Bunyan. We Steve. need, <laughs> we need like John Denver to write a song about you, but he R. can't. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the real folk legend. That there is a song that John Denver <laughs> posthumously. <laughs> Somehow, Look, he's, taking he's, lessons he's, from Biggie and Tupac. Yeah, I was gonna say he's been hanging out with Tupac and Kurt Cobain too much. My gosh! All right, so I'm glad you're here because the next thing we are gonna talk about is Snopes v. the Babylon Bee. Oh yes. So why don't you tell everybody what the Babylon Bee is? It's um, a satirical, typically pro-Christian agenda type alternative to uh what the onion used to be you know uh the left used to just absolutely dominate with comedy i would say from like probably 92 to about you know 2008 and uh babylon b fills that void that they left it's it's pretty funny they are objectively funny objectively funny I, like that they like i don't they, even care they, what your political it's, leanings it's are good they have objectively funny posts yeah they're they're pretty funny in my opinion and uh objectively in my opinion and, uh, <laughs> yeah i i mean uh yeah that that's all so snopes is a fact checking website <clears throat> and what sure. what is the so so why would a fact checking website like Snopes, have a problem with a satirical website like the Babylon Bee, Stephen. Lay this out for us. Uh, well, uh, I, it's under the guise, the, the premise that Snopes is arguing is that Babylon Bee presents itself in a way that the average reader would interpret it to not, in fact, be satire. And therefore, fake news, to use the parlance of our terrible, shitty times. And Snopes doing this has actually gotten the Babylon Bee edited and taken off for certain amounts of time from different websites such as Facebook. Right, that they monetize and you know pay their staff with. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So have they ever done this to The Onion? N- no. Why would that be? I don't know. <laughs> what, what could possibly be different? They're both what, satirical What did you know and when did you know it, yeah. Stephen? I mean, I don't know. They may have taken an action against The Onion, perhaps, but I don't think they did that I know of. What do you think about this, Yanis? Um, I honestly didn't do do much research on this. I'm not gonna lie to you. I just I feel like that's uh, real. I, I mean, I'm I just I I I don't know, man. The the whole 
I don't know. I, I've, I've cited Snopes on a few occasions um, in Facebook debates. <laughs> um, but I just think that sometimes they go overboard and they've kind of been caught out with not having full facts on certain Well, things. I don't... Well, they there's were that. legit back in the day, though. Yeah, like well, I, ago, and I, I don't, e- I don't even want to call right. into question the legitimacy of their, their fact-checking in any other area. Just here Fair. with the Babylon Bee, it's ridiculous as you should know it's not real because it's from the Babylon Bee. Just like right. you should know it's not real if the Onion has right, posted but I, it. But I think the, but the Onion has been doing it for so long that I kind of feel like the Onion has the reputation. You see something that's right, the Onion. I mean, Babylon Bee to me, like... If I was a 60-year-old person on Facebook or 55-year-old person on Facebook, whatever it may be, who sees like a headline that could be perceived as, you know. Duffel blog. Right. You what, could say the same thing about that and they haven't gone after them. Right. But, but that's, that's the thing for me is that like that could that could be it. But I, I have no idea. I, I, I Yeah, you're right. I mean, a 60-year-old could, but that's clearly not their target audience. <laughs> They're going after 14-year-old edgelords <laughs> pretending to be 23-year-old edgelords. <laughs> this is who, true. Who, you know, masturbate to <clears throat> tranny porn and uh, uh, advocate against the degeneracy of porn at the same time. <laughs> I don't know anything That's about That's exactly this. their target audience, I promise. This is so far out of my realm. <laughs> well, I just find it interesting such that, a normie. Oh, sh- that they would put this the much word, effort. Sorry. Yeah, I'll have to yeah, I'll have to get that out of there. Uh I just found I just found it interesting that they would put this much effort into the Babylon B when it seems as if every other actual quote unquote news source doesn't seem to get the same attention. Well, there's definitely a bias in journalism to the left. What? In education. I mean, there's an obvious bias pretty far to the left. I mean, almost Do you agree with that, Yanis? Um, yes and no. Um, I think that I, I don't feel like... I feel like, yeah, there, there may be in, in some sort of circumstances, especially like in, in, opinion, in, a, in opinion shows, but I think that when it comes to reading the news, I think that's fairly... Pretty pretty fair and balanced. Um, and not, so that's and a, that's not a slogan a, for Fox News. Not, not, by not, the way. I know not in the Fox News kind of way. And I think that Fox News Rupert Murdoch over here, right? But but Fox News, I think, isn't the counterbalance to any, or isn't the right counterbalance to any sort of uh, left leaning um, publications, if there are any, because of the fact that they are political prostitutes and they and they don't really make a they don't they don't really make an effort to at least hide their leanings and it's you know like it's literally from their mouth to wh- whatever leaders ears are on the right and it just and and, and vice versa you know and it just yeah it just, it just it's both it's not of good. them do they're both terrible i agree that's yeah. why i get all my news from independent journalists not, not, on twitter yeah solid <laughs> honestly not, not to be like you know big brain centrist over here whoa but like honestly they're both fully wrong af i'm trying to not it doesn't matter. It. Oh, he dropped the N words. So, I mean, I, I feel at this point. Yeah, but he's black. He can do that, <laughs> and you don't have to censor it. I'm serious. That's an FCC no. regulation. Yeah. Look it up. If a if an African American says the N word, hard does R. not have or without it does not have to be censored. Well, let's talk about something that should be censored, which is the news story of a son selling his mother's body who died from Alzheimer's in hopes that they would. Study your brain. Stop laughing. Please stop laughing. Because this is so messed up. I know where this is going. Okay. I'm laughing. I'm a piece of shit, dude. Look, this story's a blast. All right. Calm down. So I. I, Get off your asses and listen. Stop. Okay. I'm tired. I've had it up to here with the two of you. So. It's going to fly right by you. The sun. 
The son's stop. Jeez, Louise, the son's mother has died. Her really? future's as bright as a million suns. <laughs> we'll be back in three, two, one. <laughs> the son's mother died of Alzheimer's, which is all. <laughs> This is the worst. It's a debilitating disease. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Oh, oh the Alzheimer's isn't what's funny. It's not, it's not funny at all. <laughs> because you know they're not the only ones that suffer. It's tough on the family members as well. <laughs> If they were one of your subscribers, they're not anymore. <laughs> they forgot. They forgot their login info, anyways. Um. <laughs> oh boy! Oh my God! We are all going to hell. We are stop! Stop! We're okay. gonna be fine here. All right, all right. I'm gonna okay. do this. All right. Just think, dead grandma, dead grandma, dead grandma. I'm <sighs> serious. Very serious. <sighs> you. Our hearts are. Not full at this moment as a son's mother. <laughs> Stop. This is awful. It's not funny. I don't think it's funny. I'm just laughing that of this ridiculous situation we're in. The horror. Okay. Do you want to just, just say it? So look, look. This stop, old... stop, stop. We're going to, now I know where to edit. All right. And then. Okay. Take I'm it ready. away. All right. So uh, this this poor lady, her son donated her body to science to uh, be studied for Alzheimer's research, which tragically ended her life. And he found out that she was actually yeeted into oblivion <laughs> by a missile by the United States military. And if if you don't think that's messed up, then you probably fuck your cousin. <laughs> So the, the the best part about this story is that it wasn't just like oh a week after it happened, like six years after. You know, he wanted to see if he could get like a like a slice of his mom's brain as like a memento or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. that. that makes a great talking point up on the mantle. <laughs> I wonder He's what's like, on well, her mind. I got my twelve point buck in mom's brain. <laughs> But then you're like, yeah, she was blown up in an IED experiment. Like, oh. Just because we just kind of want to see what it did to a body. Like, just like, get, just get. like, I mean, we have like thousands of ID like victims happening every year, but we don't give a shit. We just want to see what a dude, an old ass bitch. Like, just just yeah. take, take a smoothie to a taxidermist and have them work their magic. And there you go. There's a representation of grandma. Yeah, but did they get a flavor blast added to it? Oh, yeah. Maybe something for that memory while you're at it, too. <laughs> Some fucking B12 for grandma. But, but my thing is, why didn't they just take the brain out first, study the brain, and then blow up the body? That wouldn't be an accurate test. Oh, my God. The brain intact. But the brain was fucked anyway. Well, maybe they needed to specifically know the effects of the new Hellfire missile on <laughs> an Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's brain. grandma. <laughs> Some plan to nuke the homes. Like fucking Walter White, they're gonna just blow up the seniors. <laughs> awesome. I win this episode. Oh. You know what the last thing go through her mind was? Her apple. <laughs>
Oh, so much butthole talk tonight. <laughs> so much butthole talk. Oh my gosh, I can't breathe. There's no way we can transition from this into the shootings. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do it. Oh my gosh. I think you have to have like a pause Play oh some my god! No, seriously, I was gonna bring that up. Five minute break. Just take a five minute break, so I can. Okay, just pee. All right, we're gonna take a break. Yeah. We'll be right back <laughs> after a word from our sponsors. The boys didn't have any sponsors. That didn't stop them from taking a break and collecting themselves. Stephen took a quick drag on a cigarette, and well. Yannis and Ben sat back and contemplated the next topic. All right, unfortunately, we also have to talk about the two tragedies uh, that happened this week, both on the same day, actually. Or was it just a day apart? 13 hours apart. 13 hours apart. There was a shooting in El Paso, Texas, and then one followed uh, by a shooting in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, so what, what what do you guys think about this? First, I, before we get into any of the talking points and talking about how people are handling it, let's just get a reaction from you guys on the shootings, and then we can talk about all the crazy stuff that's happened after. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's really sad when people die like that. Yep. Just gut reaction. It's, it's tragic, and it will be used by people of all sorts of stripes as a political cudgel. And that's even more sad. And disrespectful to their memory, if you want to keep it. So that's my gut reaction to mass shootings like this. Yep. Yeah, and it's uh, it's a shame that, you know, we have more and more mass shootings that are <clears throat> racially or culturally motivated. You know, it's just kind of really reflecting a lot of the uglier parts of uh, society that's going on right now, where we have a lot of hate speech flying around. And I think a lot of people are being influenced by a lot of that. And, um, I don't know. I saw this, uh, this meme the other day that was, uh, that was saying that the news is now what is now acting like what my parents thought grand theft auto would do, you know, where it's just like, there's, you know, there's so much ugly and so much evil happening out there and it's influencing a lot of really terrible things. And, um, and, and whatever the case, be it right wing, left wing people, you know, who are perpetrating these things, it's just still pretty terrible that one, we don't have the mental health, um, uh, mental health care in this country to take care of people that are in situations like that. And then two, that we haven't really taken the issue seriously for what it is, which is the fact that our political leaders are prostitutes to the gun lobby and will not do anything to even make it slightly less convenient to, to own and purchase a gun in this country. And this is coming from somebody whose family has made money in guns, whose family owns guns, somebody who, you know, I, I used to teach, you know, the rifle shooting merit badge at Boy Scout summer camp. Same. You know, <laughs> I grew up, you know, with guns. You know, I have no problem with guns. I have a concealed weapons permit, all these things. However... The fact of the matter is, is that this just is, is silly. And they say that 25% of active shooters were previously diagnosed with mental health. And if that's, if that's not a high enough threshold to say, okay, well, that was a quarter of these active shooter situations that could have been eliminated by 
saying that, oh, you you can't have that gun. I think that's a that's a price that we have to pay, I think, just to make sure that we are doing right by people and doing right by responsible gun owners, I think. Because I think that, like, <clears throat> in much the same way that you can say that a, if a black guy didn't resist, he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't have been shot. I think the same thing you can say is that, like, if you are sane and if you are of sound mind, you should have nothing to worry about when it comes to getting a background check and a, and a regular mental health screening. So then following that logic, you're saying that uh, if you don't pass the mental screening, you don't get guns. Are we saying that black guys shouldn't drive cars and then they wouldn't get pulled over and harassed by cops? I don't know, man. St. Cloud PD. That's, seemed... that's where that logic goes. No, it doesn't. I think, I mean, I think, I think St. Cloud PD thought that I was, was carrying uh, some drugs on me, even though I've never smoked drugs in my life or whatever you do. With obviously them. not. Smoked you just said smoke drugs. drugs. You're obviously <laughs> you're square. Actually, you're a cop. <laughs> you are a cop. You're probably a cop. <laughs> I should have narc. I should have known when he was asking for a Gatorade out of my fridge and he called it by the actual name <laughs> of the flavor. Freeze, and, yeah, I was like a cop. <laughs> it's called light blue, buddy. That's what we say out here on the streets. It tastes like blue. Okay. <laughs> Sugar, water, yeah, electrolytes, no, blue. I, <laughs> I have to, you know, I'm a staunch 2A guy, like hardcore 2A, take them from my fucking cold dead hands. Right. That's never going to change. But you're damn right about mental health. And I mean, you know, I am a suicide survivor. And if a lot of people in my family specifically and more people in general had gotten the help and been taken seriously, then, you know... <clears throat> It might have gone differently. Right. You're dead right about that. But even, but if we but if we think about this, if we were to take better care and took mental health for what it was, we'd be treating our veterans a hell of a lot better than we were when they came back. But I mean, the fact of the matter is that we haven't. Our we haven't veterans shouldn't be doing what they're doing. Oh hell no, hell no. Yeah. How we war. Yeah. How about Worst we start into war and then we want to we won't have any veterans Let's, to worry about. But that's a whole different discussion. But I do want to focus on something else because when we talk about mental health, I do think there's something. That seems very blatant here that no one talks about. Well, they talk about it in a different way. But what I want to point out is that, um, you know, most of these shooters, the overwhelming majority of these shooters are male. Mm -hmm. Okay. The overwhelming majority of suicide victims are male. Right. So when we want to bring mental health into this, which I think we should, I mean, you're looking at a society that is marginalizing men more and more and expecting men to do more and more. And then sitting back and saying, why is this the case? Man up. Yeah. Pussy. Yeah. So, and, and Yanis and I had a discussion about this from the podcast that actually got taken down. <laughs> <laughs> but we were talking about how it is interesting, like, when you're in a relationship or when, when you go through these certain life-changing uh, events, you have to try and take those things that you hear in your head all the time and really figure out what to do with them. Because that attitude of man up, you know, do this, like, we're like, yeah, that's what you hear when you're growing up and you're trying out for the basketball, the football team, and you're, you're trying to be competitive and you're trying to move up and you're trying to do this. You hear all those things, but then that doesn't apply to relationships. That doesn't apply to, you know, like raising children. That doesn't apply to, and you just, all these important things that you just miss out on. And then everybody sits back and like, we don't know why people are, we don't know why these men are like this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy to yeah, me. you're right. It's crazy to me. So when we talk about mental health, I think, you know, yes, we can do a better job. Also, I don't know what, what can we do with the background checks? Because you were saying you think we should do something more. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, what what do you think our approach should be? Having state and federal uh, computer systems talk to each other. I mean, that's another big one. I mean, think. I mean, that's I'm, asking quite a lot of the government. Right, but, I think. but but then again, that's a, a, that's another way that we're failing our veterans. Not to bring it back to that again, but like we have two systems that don't talk to each other. And yeah, that's how my dad was able to scam opiates from two different doctors, one from the VA and a civilian doctor. Right. Well, there you go. That's I mean, a good point that's for, how it is. for health. It, I'm with you on health. It just doesn't apply to self-defense because that's what guns well, are I'm, for. Well, I'm, that's, but that's, well. And the only thing you're going to do with background checks is abrogate liberty to defend yourself. But that, and but, I'm not talking about from a robber. I'm talking about from tyranny. Right. That's but, what it's there for. But I'm, but I'm also a staunch 1A guy, and I feel like that there, there are that there are limitations on free speech. There should be limitations on, on guns. And there are some limitations on guns. I will say that, you know, but I think there, there should be a way that we can make that more responsible. I think that if you are a responsible gun owner and let's say somebody in your house commits crimes with your gun because you didn't lock your gun up, there should be some consequence for that. I'm sorry, but you sh- but, but there should be something in place to disincentivize people from being shitty gun owners. I'm just, I'm, I, I just think that is, you can't yell fire in a burning, in a, in a, in a crowded room. You should not be able to have your guns laying out willy nilly for somebody to go shoot up a church or for somebody to go shoot up a, a festival or whatever it may be. The just, press the, the, could quit putting their name out right after they do it. I would, that, that right there is great. Germany has a ban on that. Yeah. Let's I, institute that. I support that. With 1A, I'm kind of with you. Some things we need to say no. That if it's if it's a credible uh, cause of harm, right, 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 right. But you know, guns are about defense. Like they're tools, not weapons. <sighs> right, and I and I and I I fully support. Again, this is you guys are somebody, scaring me. This sounds from some. This Sorry, is from, this is from somebody who is a you know I I I love guns. I'm good with a gun. Whatever you know, my family has my my kids go to a very expensive. Right, my kids, my nephews go to a very expensive private school because of guns. They are well taken care of because of you know of firearms, and I understand that. But at the same time, my brother in law is a very good gun owner. When he, around the kids, he's make sure that everything's locked up. The kids are trained. They know what's what. There, it's not anything like that. They're not prepared to handle. You know, and even then. My brother-in-law, he is, you know, he has done a very good job of teaching these kids how to use the tool. Now, in a situation where somebody believes that Mexican people are the devil and (laughs) I need to go kill them real quick, let me go drive 10 hours across the state of Texas to go handle that, Mm -hmm. that's a different situation. And and that is when we have to say, okay, well, this guy is on, what, 8chan or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. and, you know, and and putting his manifesto up there. Yeah, no, we, we should, that guy should not have any access to guns whatsoever at all that's and he even um he even had oh no no that wasn't the, i think the guy in dayton ohio had uh tons of red flags on him too and he was still able to both of them were able to legally get a firearm right and the guy in dayton actually had a kill list of girls in his high school that people knew about Oh, and yeah. uh, he had all sorts of mental health red flags but it still happened i'll bet these guys are both products of single mothers it could be but I something 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 that I want to bring up um, is something I was thinking about. You had said last time you were here when you were saying that poverty is the the mean, right? It's, it's the middle, is the average. Mm-hmm. I think, unfortunately, so is violence. Yes, as long and as I, resources are limited. Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> all right, Andrew Yang, <laughs> calm it down. Um, I think that's very Malthusian. We have to convert energy <laughs> no, into matter. No, 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 no. We can talk about that later. But my point is, 
I feel like um, with guns, a lot of times we talk about them as if they were just invented and we skirt around the main issue, which is a societal one. Yeah, um, right. And the, like violence and our violent nature as human beings is nothing new. It's been happening for, for centuries, for thousands of years. We've been killing our fellow man. Right. And I don't, I don't think it's ever going to be fixed by more background checks. I don't think it's ever going to be fixed by trying to, f- trying to change the names or not releasing information or working on free speech or our, our right to bear arms or whatever it might be. I don't think anything, I don't think that's going to change much. If anything at all. And I think if anything, we're just allowing the government that has been giving these psychos the legal ability to get these guns in the first place, just more, I don't know, more power. But I mean, but don't you think though that the, I mean, think of how many things are made worse off in society because of our inability or our leader's inability to vote in the best interest of the American people. Agreed. Right. And that's, and that's, that's, terrible where the gun lobby is so big and so powerful that they have completely shut this issue down. Like this will, this won't be raised in the house, the Senate, nothing It's going to be thoughts and prayers. And then that's going to be it. That's that, that's until the next one, you know, and then it's, you know, it's outrage and silence and this cycle of it. And it's the same thing with, I mean, we have been in a number of different ways being pushed into things that are detrimental to society. And it's because of the fact that we are, there's too much money in politics. And no, I, I don't think the problem is guns. I really don't. I, I think the problem is political prostitution. That is it. That, that to me, if we can eliminate that, I think we can finally get leaders who are people of substance and people who are worth a damn and people that you can believe in and people that you can trust and look up to. But until then, I don't think that's going to happen. Mm, people are people. People have always sucked. People are always gonna suck. So then, what's your what's your answer then? What would be your remedy? If I, gave I you- mean, I'm with I'm with uh, more attention to mental health, men's health. You know, acknowledging that men are really getting the end of the stick right now. Um, I I, I like. Uh, oh, damn it! I'm blanking. <laughs> That's okay. Um, that leads me into something else I want to talk about, and then we'll, we'll wrap this up. But um, I thought it was interesting. I was going to skip this, and then this kind of wrapped into it about <laughs> that uh, Gillette ad campaign. Yeah. <laughs> Procter & Gamble uh, has taken an $8 billion loss on Gillette launching that campaign. And what cracked me up about it was the the head ceo or whatever came out and said well it was worth it it was worth it and i was like no one in their right mind thinks that's worth it well here's my here's my thing so they said okay so when gillette bought or when uh, Procter Procter & Gamble Gamble. bought Gillette back in, what, 2005 or something like that it was worth 54 billion dollars it's now worth like what 46 billion which Mm -hmm. which is where that figure came from yeah now since then we're talking about harry's coming into the picture Dollar Shave Club, and then not only that, 
You bearded fuckers. Well, I'm a bearded. Well, too. I also maintain a bald head, sir. True. Very true. Very true. <laughs> but my, I don't do it mine's, with Gillette products. Mine's mine's buzzed. Mine's mine's buzzed. Oh. Very, you know, whatever. So, um, but no, but I, but I think that like so so obviously there's going to be some devaluation when you have some strong competitors in the marketplace, and I think, and even Gillette has tried to pivot to create a similar Dollar Shave Club type model because that was a big market threat that came up before well before the, the, ad the, the ad campaign ever happened so they yeah they lost it but and then he tried to like but the thing about the ceo is that i don't think he's a very smart man because to be like <laughs> he didn't mention saw, yeah, he that analysis you. was on point though. like you sounded like an economist well, like, I, well, I, I, could, like I have a degree in it i, or something. Could, I could not have agreed with you more i was like wow that's that's a really good analysis that's <laughs> That's, That's why I keep him around. He's so smart. There was oh. so much that I missed in, in what I was looking at. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Good oh, job. Man. You got the fist bump. That was awesome. We just solved racism again. again. Racism again. is canceled, bitch. It's bitches. quadruple <laughs> solved, y'all. <laughs> but no, but, but, but again, like when he came out, he should have said, no, we have some legitimate threats to our business model. And yeah, we probably charge too much for our razors. I'm sorry. Like I'm sure their margins are ridiculous for Gillette right yeah. now because it's like they're, they're, I'm, I'm sure like there is like when it comes, like, if somebody was like, Hey, the thing that you were paying $9 a piece for is now a dollar. Like, obviously that's like clearly like you're getting hosed on that product. Right. Clearly. So I don't know. So, I, so, so for him to then say it was worth it and all these things to me, it's just, Oh, it's, it's a weird position to take when you're when you're alienating so many people. I think it goes to their base, and and um, uh, I I also want to point out like e even though you're right, having a rational response will still sometimes elicit a knee jerk negative reaction True. because mm -hmm. it's not pandering to the virtue signaling crowd. True. Like True. look at what Neil deGrasse Tyson just came out and said about shootings. <laughs> And he, what did he I say the last the time we recorded? Time, yeah. The one time he was right and not being just a douche, like you know, the leap year he was, thing. He was still a douche. He was still the timing was off, but he was right. Like there are bigger threats that we could be addressing, right? I, and, and, right. but but think about yes this. and no because that's the the argument against the gun the gun deaths is that we're not doing enough to stop them. I think we can all agree we've done enough with medical malpractice and automobile accidents to try and prevent those. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're, we're currently working towards it, but again, this is a situation where there are many companies, especially in the automotive sector, that are probably trying to slow down a lot of those legislation pieces that are coming through because to create cars that are not yeah. fully safe, uh, all of these things are going to be very, very expensive. So, so, so again, it's the lobbying thing that's a problem I, for me. I will vote for freedom over safety every single time. These mass shootings have not changed my opinion on how I will vote or how I think we should do anything. Just like I think all the first day discussions that have been going on, too, like I don't think we should define hate speech. I don't think we should be doing these things because I think it's a very dangerous road that we're about to go down. But I think we should I, th I think we should delineate um, murder from domestic terrorism. I think we should. I, I think I, think I don't think that changes who's dead, though. But I think it changes the rhetoric of this person is a lone gunman, or whatever. I think we have to call a spade a spade. That's, that's, I, a, that's a pretty racist thing to pointed say. Pointed terminology. <laughs> <laughs> we got to call it. Oh my God. Bleep me. Bleep me. 
He's like, bleep, do it. Bleep He's like, me. I know you believe in First Day, but you got to bleep because we're on Patreon now, <laughs> and I'm trying to get people to like this thing. <laughs> but forget the Midwest because you've lambasted them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was crapping on Spain before we were recording, too, but I don't want to talk about that again. Um, no, I just, I mean, may, maybe there's maybe there's a point there. Uh, agreed. But I, I don't think that changes anything. I don't know what that changes. I don't see, I don't, like... That's that seems like a lateral move. Like it's that seems like the type of move that we've been making for the last twenty years when it comes to gun control. Right, but but quote but, unquote. But the problem is, is that like when you have these guys who think that they are doing things that are heroic, you know, because of what they're seeing in the news, and when, like if they are now seeing the word terrorism thrown around as not thrown around, but being used to describe them the same way as they would somebody who would commit, you know, an IED attack against an eighty year old. Oh my god! <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, this is right. kind of related. One thing that I really like uh, the the FBI report that they just released, talking about uh, how conspiracy theorists are the new domestic terror threat, and then they they went on to expound because they were taking flack for not naming white nationalists and white supremacists, and they said we don't we don't differentiate, we just call it racially motivated crime, right. And I, I like that because they're giving everyone the same treatment. I think they should. I think they should. As they should, right. Because you don't want to validate someone's position. No. Right. You don't yeah. want to lift yeah. them up and give and them what they want. And you don't want to give one standard for one set of it being used and not for the other way. Like, right. Because, you know? because the Beltway shooters, they were considered like Islamist terrorists, even though they were, you know, they were American yeah. guys from 2008. Right. Yeah. That, that was timing that got them. Right. Exactly. You but know, you're right. That is a good point. Right. But I mean, but the same thing as two black guys, well, you know, whatever that were driving around, you know, in the DC area and same thing. I, those guys deserve to be called terrorists as much as Dylan roof, as much as this dude mm. in Texas, like yeah. all, all of these guys, I think, you know, whatever. I think they should absolutely be considered domestic terrorists and put them in the same lump as Osama bin Laden and all those other knuckleheads who you but know. not the killdozer right we're leaving that guy alone right? uh, no that guy's a folk hero yeah he's killed, a the, hero just check out the killdozer the, kill the guy dozer. that built his own tank and then they t- had to oh, take him down yeah. they had to pull out an apache helicopter <laughs> to stop this guy and he, I did, want th- he didn't kill anyone all he did was take down the people who screwed him over <laughs> an empty building yeah, solid. <laughs> I I want them to have to get out an Apache helicopter for my demise too. I can only hope. What level, what level is that on a GTA? <laughs> five stars. That's five, five stars. stars right yeah. That's five you got stars, the federal. Dude. You got the army. That's the other it. thing. Just before we get off here, this this same old talking point about how video games are the cause of these mass shootings is a joke. When will you learn, old man? It doesn't matter who the old man is, yeah. whether it's Tipper Gore or freaking Bush or. Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders, whoever. Yeah, yeah. Shut the fuck up. Like, it's not video games, no. idiot. Also, speaking of Bernie Sanders... Oh, oh go ahead. Go no, ahead. go ahead. No, no, no. no go ahead. Go no, ahead. You're talking about um, about old men, and I was talking about uh, about Reagan. Uh, he's calling black people monkeys. Oh, yes. We have to talk about that. Oh, boy. <laughs> We're going to go down that road, huh? <laughs> yes. We got to talk about that, and then we'll, then we'll end it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, video, uh, tapes were recently released where, in 1971... Ronald Reagan had called Richard Nixon, Richard Nixon the sitting president, the sitting president. Recordings the and Richard Nixon don't go well together. They, they don't. They don't. And it, it has now sunk another person. Um, and so Ronald Reagan, um, I, okay. So I, the I, delegates from Tanzania from had Tan- voted in favor of China against Taiwan and the U S had voted in favor of Taiwan, obviously right. historically. Right. 
Yes. So and out of anger, right? Uh, President or uh, Governor Reagan at the time had called up uh, his buddy and said uh, that these monkeys, something, something, seeing something. them dance. Uh, dot dot dot. They don't even feel comfortable wearing shoes. Yeah, right. That whole thing. So, to okay, to me, okay. So before I, my 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 stance on Ronald Reagan was one of this was that from an economics perspective, trickle down economics works in a very unique situation when you move from an oppressive tax rate to a less oppressive tax rate. That's when trickle down economics can actually do some good. Right. There's a point where you can be overtaxed. And then you need to find the, the new equilibrium for that. And then that can have some effects that happen Any in society. Any taxes over tax. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, so that's, so, so that's my, so, so, so that's my thought. So I Reagan thought, never used the term trickle down economics once, just throwing that out there. I'm, I'm, okay. Well, he did say monkeys. So let's talk about that. <laughs> so, but, but at the same time, this also now adds some new light on his perspectives on drugs. Prisons. Prisons. And how he viewed the you know the we could, yeah let's flood the inner cities with the same drug that we are flooding Studio Fifty Four with but we are going to in, we are going to uh, to imprison them and then we're going to make money off of them billions of dollars for these you know these publicly traded companies that are going to you know the, can you break that down a little bit for for people who are listening so okay. So back in the 80s, there's the proliferation of the private prisons. I'm, just real quick, I've gotten some complaints from people that say we move a little too quick. We don't explain what we're talking about. I think oh. sometimes we're a little too like in tune with each other and we yeah. forget that we're someone's too- listening to the conversation. I right, the right. largesse of the drug war was used to militarize the police department. No, well, no, no, no. That was to um, to fund proxy wars in the uh, in <laughs> Nicaragua. Yeah. And- <laughs> but so what ended up happening was that- Contras and Sandinistas. Exactly, right? So what ended up happening was- the uh, like in the eighties, they the um, the CIA um, under the Reagan regime, real high on blow, re, re, super high <laughs> on blow. A they lot were partying. Of, a lot of movies were made about this. Um, had basically allowed for the free flow of cocaine into the United States, which would then have been used to um, to fund wars in Central and South America, so that the U.S. didn't have to get their hands dirty. Uh, there was a movie about it, which Jeremy Renner was in, called uh, Kill the Messenger. If you haven't seen it yet, I highly recommend it. It's all based on declassified CIA documents. And so basically at the same time this was happening, they were having programs like D.A.R.E. where they were talking about like how drugs are bad. And, uh, and then not only that, but they created the private prison system, which, or rather they really heavily they expanded, expanded, yeah, expanded, expanded it. Expanded it to be able to um, um, to to have basically work with the influx that they're about to get they judges who they the planned yeah. worked for them that's what's so bad they planned f- on this right like this, they this knew is, what they were doing this is all planned and so like and, and it, it just, it just kind of goes to show that there has really never been a time where or a very very brief periods in time where um where white men weren't making money off of the suffering of black people and we wonder why today black neighborhoods are the way that they are because you either by death or imprisonment or, you know, or completely being lost to drugs or whatever it may be, why black men aren't as involved in families as they once were. And it's because we took away their freedom. We took away the ability to earn money. We took away, we took away their, you know, their health. And, and this to me is like, it's definitely reflected in the, I, if I can call these people monkeys and they're less than human, clearly I don't care 
what happens to them in their neighborhoods. I, I just, it doesn't matter. And, and to me, that's, that's, that's a shame because for, for a long time, I was pretty neutral on Reagan. I thought, you know, he ended the cold war or whatever, you know, and I also thought that, you know, at the time he, he had made the right move to lower taxes and simplify the tax code to do that. But I think just given that and just seeing now the, you know, the, the framing the actions with the context know, with of the what context was of what was said to me it just really shows that you know there's it, it's it's really ugly in the in the white house sometimes it's it's interesting that uh your takeaway from his remarks on a people from a third world nation are that he was reflecting them on african americans as well uh, because i don't think that that's uh a given I don't think it's fair for that to be a given. So it's so, shitty, but he wasn't necessarily talking about you. So me standing next to somebody from Tanzania, can you tell the difference? Other than my butt chin, because well, you're that's, wearing shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for one, it's Clearly. a shitty comment. It's shitty, but right. I mean, I don't know. Right? No, but but just I just think right. that's worth examining. I don't think it's it's def- default that I, he meant all black people. I, I don't agree with what you're saying. If we were going to take the angle of, I don't know, looking at this some different way, I wouldn't say that. I would say, you know, you can hope that this was just someone who was aggravated and it was a bad moment. All right. But then that doesn't seem legitimate when we talk about everything that we just did. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like I was talking about with the bagel man, you know, like I feel bad for people whose worst moments are like immortalized. And you guys are like, no, come on, the bagel man. He's a piece of crap. <laughs> and I was like, I kind of feel guilty. I kind of feel bad. You know, um, you maybe could take that approach with this, but I think you'd be disingenuous to the evidence that we have. Yeah. And I think more than one thing can be true at a time. I think he could have been great. For the country, right, and not necessarily been someone who is as open-minded as we would like to think the leader of the free world is. So, I don't know. I don't think it takes away from the economic process progress. I don't think it takes away no. from the Cold War. Not at all. I don't think it takes away from anything else. I think, if anything, it puts into perspective, you know, that as human beings we can be pretty crappy, right. And, and not only that, like, but his, but his hypocritical policies were, were, they ravaged black neighborhoods and any, and any, and any gains that they may have made from the sixties to that point was completely erased, you know, and or not even erased, not, I wouldn't say completely erased because that's a little hyperbolic, but I think that it definitely made it very hard for people to rise out of poverty, even after they'd kicked the habit, whatever. Now they're criminals, you know, and these, you know, uh, and, you know, again, the drug war, again, these things. And then, and still today we're fighting this thing where we're blaming brown people for our own bad policy. And it's like, yeah, if we want people to stay in their countries, let's make our drug policy better so they, they don't have to be killed by cartels for in, in their countries. You know, like that's that's my thing. So, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I think. Hey, I think most drugs should be legalized. You're right. That hunt, hunt it, hunt it. Percent. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, I think they should all be legal. I don't care. Hunt it. But we, we should have like in the wire, you know, they had. Hamsterdam, as they called it. Are y'all familiar with Wire? Greatest television <laughs> you do this, show of all you time. You do this every other episode. You well, drop these Wire here we, are. here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Uh, <laughs> and it's it's all based on a true story. That's why I find so fascinating about it. There was a uh, a high ranking commander in uh, the Baltimore Police Department. He tried to have a a uh, uh, what are they called? 
a section, whatever. An arc unit or something? Sure. Where where people could go and do their drugs and people wouldn't harass them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you sold on the street, you get hooked up with charges. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. I think we should have that, you know, designate areas where you go do your drugs and... Or you know, this, this whole treating drug addiction as a criminal problem is a total farce. You're right. It has ravaged black communities. It's ravaged right. white communities, communities Absolutely. Too. Poor communities is who oh, it's In general, in general. But, 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 but the poor. difference, though, is that like the opiate addiction, the opiate crisis is seen as a, as a health issue. And the heroin the, addiction. The, 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 I watched my parents uh, die over the opiate issue. Dude, and no. they never got any help for it. Right. But, but they absolutely should have. And, and they were treated like junkies. But, but they absolutely should have. And my dad was in Vietnam. Dude, but they absolutely should have gotten help for it. But in the same way, People who got hooked up with the crack epidemic as well, which was largely in, in, you know, in part of, you know, what was happening with the CIA and all that shit. Like that wasn't treated as, as a, it was treated as an issue of morality and, you know, and being weak. Sure. Yeah. You know, and, being but crim- that, and having a criminal, criminal mindset, you know, and that's what's hard. I, I see what you're saying, but I mean. Cops don't like any poor people. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Trust me. They, well, we had we had two they, Florida I, cops here recently got but, caught with their own body cams yeah. planting uh, yeah. methamphetamines on hundreds, hundreds of innocent people. You can see him well, planting the drugs and then walking out and saying, "What is this?" And of course, they, they say the thing you always hear someone say on cops or whatever. They say, "I've never seen, I've never seen it. That's not mine." And then guess yeah. what? It's in there. And this is my problem when they say not all cops are bad. That's like pretending well each for one each bad cop, one person gets hurt. No. We've just seen one bad cop can hurt hundreds of people. These are people that went to jail, lost their jobs, got their kids right. taken away because they yeah. had meth on them, right. and they didn't. That's right. why we need to bring back the guillotine. Oh, but this anyways. is why. This is why. Let's let's play a game. Raise your shall hand. not be in French. Yeah, Ra- raise your hand if you've ever had the house that you lived in raided. Okay, not I. so just me. Yeah, for so our I've been audio raided listeners. by a SWAT team because my baby brother, who was 15 at the time, and I don't care now, he's dead. So he sold a fucking Tylenol to a member of OC, uh, the local narcotics squad, I won't name. And uh, because he posited that it was an opiate, they were able to raid my mother's house where I was sitting on my ass playing video games. Damn. Yeah. They used a fucking flashbang on my mom. They almost killed her in the process because she couldn't get down her knees fast enough. They pointed a gun at her chest and threatened to shoot her, blow her away right there. My dad, too, a Vietnam vet. So they have yeah. no love for any poor folks. Oh, no, I, I 100% agree. So, like, I don't know. I just, I, I understand the black frustration with that, but, like, you know, I just feel like, come on, man, I've gotten the shitty end of the stick as my personal anecdote, and... It's it's I I've pulled myself out of like grinding poverty. Oh no, I and and like I'm trying to do good for my family, and you know it's you can do it. Like oh no, I completely anybody understand. can do it. I completely understand. However, it's just the hypocrisy of it to have the same. Um, I mean, the same amount of of the same drug convicted at ten times longer sentence. You're right. You know that's for, bullshit. You know that that to me is is a thing. So you, you find somebody with a gram of coke. And an equal amount of uh, of of crack, and the black person is going to get sent to jail for a You're lot right. longer. You know, you're right. That, the white guy might get thrown away. You're right. Right, but 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 thank you then, for acknowledging your white privilege. But but the <laughs> I mean, I talk my way out of three <laughs> fucking DUIs. You're right. Well, hey, but all good, man. But no, but but for me, the you know, the poor people in general, because they can't do better, are always going to be underserved by the legal system because it's one that's built on money and privilege. And right. that's why we are moving away from. 
race warfare, and it's now becoming class warfare. I'm a, I'm on board with class warfare. Let's <laughs> eat the rich. Eat the rich. Let's just donate their bodies to be studied for Alzheimer's. <laughs> Blow then, out. Then we know what will happen. All right. Well, for Steven and for Yanis, I am Ben. And this has been another episode of the Snap Crackle Podcast. But real quick, we have just updated all of our social media pages. So on Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon, you can find us at the Snap Crackle Podcast and on Twitter at Crackle Podcast. So again, that's at the Snap Crackle Podcast or Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon, and on Twitter at Crackle Podcast. We will see you guys. Bye. <laughs>